Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy at Floors to Your Home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot, that's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who. What in the hell do you think you're doing? Hey, John Boy. I'm telling you straight, it's my way or the highway. So anybody wants to walk, do it now. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. And again, it's picked up. It's Darius Leonard, a pick six for the Maniac. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. Yes, sir. Oh, what the chicken. Double time. Miles Turner. Yeah. John, I have never been better to be on the air with you here in Indianapolis, a place where so many of my dreams have come true. The Ride with JMV on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Matt Ryan, Quick. five step drop, looking, gonna air it out down the far sideline, looking for Alec Pierce. He's got it! And he's pushed out of bounds around the 15 yard line and made the catch in front of Anthony Brown, the quarterback, and the Colts have a big play through the air. Second down and nine, Matt Ryan Touchdown. taking a shot to the end zone, looking for Ashton Dillon. Touchdown! I-N-D-Y! He was wide open. Trayvon Diggs lost him in coverage, and Ashton Dillon with a huge catch and a touchdown. Shotgun snap for Prescott, deep drop, great protection, hangs in there. He's going to send it upfield, picked off. Stephon Gilmore cuts back. He's at the 30, down the near sideline. He's at the 20, and then it's going to be chopped down to the 19-yard line. Stephon Gilmore with a pick and a great return, deeper inside plus territory, and the Colts are going to start inside the red zone after a takeaway on defense. The Matt Ryan out of the gun, shotgun snap, looking right. Now he checks it down left side, looking for the end zone for Alec Pierce, and he's got it. Touchdown, Alec Pierce, and he spikes into the end zone, and the Colts have six more on the board. It's Dallas 21, Colts 19, a touchdown for Alec Pierce. And the Colts are going to take it on the chin tonight in Dallas. Final score at AT&T Stadium. It's the Cowboys 54. And the Colts, 19.
I hung right there. 54-19 is the final. We're going to get to a lot of thoughts and a lot of things that went down in that game where this Colts team is right now and where they're going to go in the future. But I want to give a shout-out to folks over here in Greenfield. We're off State Road 9 right out of here, correct? We're in Greenfield, Indiana today. Our Blue Monday is at Buffalo Wild Wings where we have a pair of Chargers Colts tickets to give away. It is a Blue Monday, Buffalo Wild Wings off of State Road 9, we are in Greenfield today, and Zach is holding up an autographed Colts helmet as well. So we got the autographed Colts helmet, and we've got tickets to the Chargers and the Colts game to give away. All you got to do is come out and sign up, and we'll do that coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Shout out to Rob Hall here. His son, Tate, if you can remember, played not only at UND, but also we followed his career while he played and successfully played uh, in the uh, Missouri Valley with Loyola of Chicago. And uh, shout out to Rob for coming out, too. We love Tate Hall and the Hall family. They're out here. So join us if you're over here in Hancock County, if you're over here in Greenfield. Come on out. Sign up. I know that. We, well, wait a minute. Why would anybody go on to see the Colts? Uh, for something to do. I'll tell you what we'll do, too. Um, if you want, if you win tickets, then we'll go ahead and send you to Bullseye, and we can get you all drunk, and then it doesn't matter what happens once you get over there, I know. So here's where we are after last night. And, again, come by, sign up, have the great food, have an ice-cold Bud Light if you're here as well, and just hang out with us until 6 o'clock. But you go back to last night, and then everybody kind of wants to further where this team is right now. Frankly, and this is me, and this is a very educated opinion, and you know that it compa- really compared to a lot of other people, incredibly educated opinion. They Getting embarrassed like that is one thing, and nobody over there is going to dig that. But as far as this team and winning and losing, make no mistake, Jim Irsay wants Jeff Saturday to put his best foot forward, to look good, right? Wants him to be the coach. He does want him to be the coach. Now, to me, should he be the coach? He doesn't look like he should be the coach. Get to that coming up in a minute. But the owner wants Jeff Saturday to put himself in that position to where everybody understands why Jim has him as the head coach moving forward. And you look at it this way. The Colts aren't altogether unhappy if you lose these games because you have to go out and find a quarterback like last night you don't want to be embarrassed like that and I know that it sucks to talk about teams that are losing and hoping that teams that you follow lose I think that stinks I've said that all along but they need to draft a quarterback so you lose games down the stretch I mean maybe you end up beating Houston at home and that finale who knows But if you lose games down the stretch, and now you watch Detroit kind of moving up the ranks where they believe in the NFC, they've got a shot at the postseason. And that was one of those teams that was higher than the Colts that clearly would like to get their hands on a draftable, high-level quarterback coming up in the spring. So, yeah, we're going to see where Dan Campbell's team is going now. Because now all of a sudden people in Detroit are talking about what this team might be able to do in the final month of the season. In fact, Detroit's kind of doing what a lot of people had felt the Colts would do, give them something to talk about as far as the postseason is concerned. Give them something to talk about. And the Titans are helping out too. What are the Titans 7-5? and five? The Titans could go ahead and like rest everybody the remainder of the year. It wouldn't matter because everybody else within the division is playing like such crap. It doesn't really matter. 
And they may go into the postseason. They may lose immediately, but they're going to get there. And it really does suck where this Colts team is. But you have to look at it this way. You have to look at it as it is prioritizing making sure that you do two things. That you get your quarterback or what you believe to be your quarterback of the future. Not, you know, Jacob Eason or Sam Ellinger or another one of these Band-Aid things. You have to work to that. That's why I suggested, and I have on previous shows, that this is going to be a longer situation. This is not a team that's close. A lot of people suggest they're close. They're not close. They're not even close to getting to a team that is failing miserably within their own division right now. And the Tennessee Titans, they're not close. You got to find your quarterback and you got to find the right coach. Honestly, I look at it this way. You go back and if Jim Irsay as he did, really wanted Jeff Saturday to be the guy. I'm not suggesting Jeff Saturday is covering himself in glory, Vince Lombardian, with any decisions that he has been making as a head coach. There is a lot more speech giving and talking and trying to motivate, things of that nature. The problem for Jeff Saturday right now is the coach wasn't going to make a difference. The team is who the team is. The team was under Frank Reich, the team that is under Jeff Saturday right now. And if Jim Irsay really wanted to make this work, Jim Irsay should have waited until after the season to make this work. Because now everybody's looking at Jeff Saturday and going, oh, man, this guy's not any better than Frank Reich. I don't know if he's any better than Frank Reich because I just go by results. And you're getting the same results now under Jeff Saturday as you did under Frank Reich. You'll win a game, but you'll lose games close, not being able to close. And then, like you saw under Frank Reich, you will get that occasional embarrassment. And that embarrassment is what led to Frank Reich getting bounced. That embarrassment is what you saw last night. So it would have been better off, Jim would have been better off just to let Frank Wright go through the season and knowing this thing, and I, I know what we've talked about in the past. After the New England game, there was no way you could continue to have Frank Wright coach this team. I understand that. But I'm talking about in terms of wanting Jeff Saturday to be your coach as much as he does. Now, now whether or not Jeff Saturday should be the guy or could be the guy, It doesn't matter because he is going to be mixed in as he should as the head coach of what is an absolute mess right now. You sell that at the end of the season with, hey, this guy's never coached, but after the season goes the way that was going to go under Frank Reich or whomever. Somebody had tweeted me earlier today and said, you know what? Bill Cower was right in what he said. Bill Cower still is completely inaccurate in what he said. Because now you guys are all twisting this thing up. Bill Cower said what he said, and it had nothing to do with the results. I sit here, and I'll give you a results-driven opinion, not a bunch of loudmouth bullcrap. That's not what you want to hear. And if you do, you're not coming here for it. You go someplace else, and frankly, you can. And that's fine. But here it's going to be about results. And Bill Cowher, what he had to say, had zero to do with the one in three results you have seen so far with Jeff Saturday. It had everything to do with the hiring process. 
It had everything to do with them not hiring somebody within their coaching staff at that moment. Had everything to do with that. Zero to do with being one and three. You can't double back and say, hey, you know what? I told you I was right if you're Cower. At least Cower's actually won something, I guess, as a coach, so you can give him a little bit of credit from that standpoint. But that doesn't make him accurate. He's not. Not at all. He was more about the hiring process. And frankly, if Jim Irsay wanted to hire, you know, your clown ass, he could hire you. Now, you have to fire, uh, follow protocols coming up at the end of the year. We know the NFL protocols. We talked about them ad nauseum. But in an intra basis, if you wanted to hire Zach or Sianna or Cam or me or you or Kyle, he can do whatever he wants. Problem is, he really wants Jeff to succeed. And to further this issue, Jeff now is as big as far as perception is concerned, as big a part of the issue with this team as this team playing bad. You kind of got that feeling that he was going to swoop in here after that Vegas game and be a savior. Well, you got that feeling if you didn't have a feel for this team. This team was still the same squad. I know they've been close, and I know they were close against Philly. They've been cl- but they still lose. And they also have within them losing a game and the magnitude last night in which they did in giving up 33 points in a listless unmotivated giving up fourth quarter. I was on with Tony Katz a little bit earlier today, right? I think actually twice in the morning and then whatever he does in the midday or whatever. And he was asking me, what do you mean about uh, when you're saying this, this team um, went away or looked like it was giving up? Here's how you can tell. And don't fall for the coach speak here, all right? But here's how you can tell. Through the first three quarters, what did you see? You saw a great deal of resistance. Maybe not stops, but you saw resistance. But when you saw this avalanche, this avalanche of bad play, of negative results, when you saw this avalanche that fell upon the Colts last night, what didn't you see defensively? that same level of resistance. And you can point the finger to a lot of things if you want. They're sick and tired of an offense giving it away. There is no doubt that is the major feature right here. But this defense in those moments, being put in those situations, and maybe they're tired of it. I would be. Would you? Would you be tired of going out there and playing your ass off only to have your offense give it right back immediately, throw stupid passes, have a guy out there that's got a noodle for an arm that's way too old that in his 14th season clearly doesn't understand when to get rid of it, when to throw it, what to do with it, looks completely discombobulated with this offense? I'm not giving this defense a pass. Don't get me wrong. But that's how you can tell. The first half, you saw that resistance. You saw a motivated resistance. And the second half, when things went haywire, you saw none of it. It was waltzing, and it was sashaying into the end zone for the Cowboys. It was laughing and giggling and partying and jumping into the Salvation Army kettle and having quarterback wind it up and running back jump out of it. It was a party. It was a party for the Cowboys and their fan base. It was an ugly, nightmarish end 
to a sports weekend here for folks in and around Indianapolis. So that's how you can tell. You know, all coach speak aside, which you're going to hear all the time, but that's how you can tell. There was a motivation and there was a resistance early on. You're in the game, you're right there, you're battling, and then when things started to completely go haywire and avalanche on them, that defense went away. I think I described it last night as that defense completely downshifted, swiftly downshifted out of it. That's exactly what they did. Yeah, the hell. It's not going to matter now. Yeah, go ahead and put another seven on the board. That's how they looked. And that is going to be a direct reflection of the head coach. You might say it's fair. You might say it's unfair. But it is going to fall on the shoulders of the head coach. And if you look back on it, this is exactly the reason why if Jim Mercer really wanted this to work, he should have waited until the offseason. Because this all would have happened anyway. Nobody was going to change the outcome here. They were still going to lose close games. They were going to still give you a, a moment or two of hope only to slide the rug out from under you late in the game or look like they did last night. Do something that's completely embarrassing to them and I'm sure to their fan base. That was all still going to happen. Regardless of if it was Jeff Saturday or Frank Reich or Bubba Ventrone or John Fox or anybody. It was still all going to happen. That was the same team. Now, I don't know if you have Matt Ryan at quarterback. I don't know if, if Jeff Saturday got what he wanted with Matt Ryan. You know, maybe there was still the owner pulling that trigger. Maybe it was Sam Ellinger. Who knows? But you're still going to get the same results. And now, now the whole Saturday thing, and I'm right there with you. You go, all right, so this guy is all about speeches and all about talking and, you know, describing what was going on, you know, all about trying to motivate and then you look at how this team looked late in that game, just kind of a disheveled mess. Now that's going to fall on his shoulders. And now he's not going to have a clean slate to deal with. You're probably basing your opinion on whether or not you believe he should be the head coach coming up in years to come by virtue of what he is doing right now. And again, this would have happened under anybody's watch. Had Bill Cowher got his way and John Fox would have been the head coach, would have been the same thing. Same thing. So now, now if you're Jim Irsay in your situation, now you've got a fan base that's obviously going to detach themselves from everything unless it's complaining or talking about the future. You know, how are you, are you going to go ahead and just say, all right, this is what matters. My opinion matters. Nobody else's does. I believe in Jeff Saturday. So what? Or are you going to go out there and take a major swing on somebody? I guess you could also factor in whether or not Jeff Saturday wants this gig. Think he's going to want it at the end of the year with the way this looks? Does anybody out there honestly think that they're close? Even with them being close in games, are they close? Somebody asked me earlier today, all right, well, give me your thoughts on how you turn this around. Yeah, it's not going to be an easy turnaround because you're going to have to draft a quarterback and you're going, to have to be, you're going to have to be good in what you do. Solid, profound in drafting this quarterback. Accurate. And then you're going to have to wait. Then you're going to have to wait a little bit for it to come about. How many assets as far as draft selections 
I mean, you may have to think about trying to trade established players now. Think about that for a moment. 28? I mean, lineman? 99? Right? Assets? Somebody, somebody else out there might want those type of assets? As it stands right now, this is just off the top of my head. I don't, I'm assuming Detroit is still in the running, but Detroit is playing pretty well. You watch what Detroit did yesterday in deep pantsing Jacksonville. They still may end up in the same spot, but still they may be. I, I can't imagine the Colts are going to win any of these games maybe other than the Houston game. And that's what's going to be kind of funny. You probably don't want them to win that Houston game Last year, you wanted them to win that Jacksonville game, and they didn't. This year, you don't want them to win that Houston game, and they probably will, just to screw you and to screw themselves. But this, this is problematic. This is beyond problematic. And again, whether or not you agree or believe in Jeff Saturday, you are going to base your opinion on how this team has responded over the past four weeks, fair or unfair, that's exactly what we're going to do. And we live in the moment. You lived in the moment. We all did after the Vegas game, and everything was great. And then Jim got on Twitter and said, hey, you know what? Everybody that didn't believe in this, you know, kind of gave us all a little bit of an up yours. Well, uh, the karma has turned around, and now you've had three weeks of up yours to the owner, to the decision maker here. That's where you are. Three weeks of not being able to get this right. And then within that three-week period, two standalone, nationally televised embarrassments from a team and organization that has been incredibly outspoken about how they deserve nationally televised home games. They deserve a Monday nighter. They deserve a Sunday nighter. They don't look like they deserve a Tuesday nighter in action right now. But you have yourselves an issue. I don't know if anybody's talking about that. Probably not. But that's a major issue here. So you're going to ask me, you know, what do they do at the head coach? I, you have to have an exhaustive search. You have to swing big. I, I've heard the Harbaugh rumors, and I know we'll talk to Bob Kravitz at four about Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh is the guy, according to Bob Kravitz, that he wants. I just don't know if Jim Harbaugh is going to have any interest. I mean, you hear he does, you hear that he doesn't, and he probably loves that or probably get him even more of a raise considering he is in the college football playoffs right now and looking the way that Michigan does. And that was a flirtation with, what, the Vikings a year ago, I think, with Harbaugh. Yeah, people can say, well, you know what? He crapped out of the NFL. He's not. No, he actually took San Francisco to the Super Bowl and then lost. And then obviously didn't get along with those decision makers. That's the other thing. If you get somebody of that magnitude as your head coach, I mean, how much will this person want to be invested in the player personnel decisions? I think it was back then. Help me out if I'm wrong, Kyle. Was it Trent Balky? that made those player personnel decisions when Harbaugh was in San Francisco? Is that where there was um, some saltiness back and forth between that general manager and Harbaugh when he was the head coach, even when they were playing well? Yeah, they hated each other by the end. Yeah, they did. So I, I don't know. 
I haven't heard anything. I know some people suggest that they have heard stuff, and, you know, maybe he'd have that, whatever. I haven't heard any interest. I'm sure he's probably just worried about Michigan and what his team does. But that is, to me, I know what you're going to say. You're going to say, well, you don't really need a, a hire of that magnitude. All you need to do is have somebody that's going to be good. Well, there's no doubt about that. But I think Colts fans, you've been told so much, and basically 100% of what you've been told from the Colts has been inaccurate or, better yet, not been lived up to. So that's where you are. And now you put yourself in a position where if you really did, if you're Jim Ursay, want Jeff Saturday to return, now he's equally as dirty looking in the way this thing stinks this season as Frank Reich was. If you would have waited and said, hey, you know what? Maybe we'll give this ESPN guy an opportunity after the season. Fresh slate. You probably still would be met with similar criticism. And I know what the thought was. The thought was you're going to bring him in here and you're going to give him a trial run. But again, the trial run was not going to work because the same players, the same team, the same issues. It didn't matter who was going to be the coach. It was still going to go wrong. It was still going to be inaccurate. So now it's going to be really hard to convince folks if it continues to go this way. And I think also a part of this equation to me is the fact that if you're the Colts and Jim Irsay, you want to lose out. You want to lose out. You want to get as close to one of these so-called elite draftable quarterbacks as possible. I don't know if it's Anthony Richardson out of Florida. Last I saw him against Florida State, he didn't look so good. But one of these elite-level, so-called elite-level quarterbacks is what you want. And the way to get there is to lose. But also the way you get there down that path is also still going to continuously dirty your head coach. And all you're thinking about your head coach right now is he's full of a bunch of words. And he had a great deal of success here as a part of the golden era. You know, all the, well, they're responding to Jeff's stuff you know, all that's kind of wiped away. And it was really wiped away in that fourth quarter last night. Think about where you were after the Vegas game compared to where you are regarding Parks Frazier right now, the offensive play caller. Uh, it was magical. Oh, man, this young guy, he's in tune. He's connected, relatable to what's going on. And after that Vegas game, and now, man, none of that. None of that at all been better off if you would have waited that's something that we had talked about at the time yeah this trial run is going to go the same as it would have if you continued moving down the line with frank reich or if you would have hired somebody from your staff so again bill cower wasn't accurate he's still incredibly inaccurate but it would have been better off from a standpoint if you would have hired somebody on the interior because they would have had a similar outcome to what we see right now. And then, if you really wanted to make that huge move that most of the NFL audience and those that cover it were going to be skeptical about, you could have started from scratch. You could have started with a new team, maybe even a new general manager, I'm assuming, last night. The only highlight, really, in the fourth quarter was Chris Ballard wrestling with his jacket, trying to get that onto the press box. People are asking me all the time, I can't believe that he's still the general manager. Um, most of these problems, 
most of these problems fall at his feet and the feet of the owner right now. And now everybody believes your major move in the season is a major faux pas in hiring Jeff Saturday. And all that could have been avoided. Not by doing what Bill Cower said, but because Bill Cower, the good old boy network, said it should be done. But now, now you have a head coach that everybody views in a similar capacity as they did Frank Reich. You guys believe me? You think it's going to be tough? Is it going to be tough to trot Jeff Saturday out there again next year? Where's the believability right now? Is there still believability there? Am I making too much out of it where we sit right now? Or is this, in your opinion, an accurate take? Get back to that coming up in just a minute. Your calls at 239-1070. I'm assuming you guys want to light it up, so let's light it up today. Again, inside the lines via YouTube Live, I'll go ahead and log in and get in there with you coming up in just a minute. The stream, the app, you got HD radio as well. State Road 9, that's where we are in Greenfield, Indiana, Hancock County, and we have a Buffalo Wild Wings Blue Monday. Great food as usual. You got a Monday nighter with the Buccaneers and the Saints, but we have an autographed Colts helmet and Chargers and Colts tickets to give away while we are here. Bob Kravitz thinks that Jim Harbaugh should be the guy. We'll talk to Bob about that coming up at the top of the hour. Our friend Jake Query coming up at the 5 o'clock hour as well. I know I've got a lot of disappointment to get to. IU on Saturday afternoon getting depanced again by Rutgers. That stunk for IU fans. Boilermakers looked good yesterday. Zach Eady, Zach Eady gave these Zubots to the Golden Gophers of Minnesota with those individual numbers. That was Impressive. Yeah, I know. Team USA and Netherlands, you kind of wait around and wait around on Saturday morning, 10 a.m., here I am, and boom, done. Took about, what, 12 minutes? 12 minutes, you go, all right, this is over, which basically it was, right? I know they score, but it was. Yeah, the Pacers out west, second of a back-to-back later on tonight. The only thing that's been good in the past two has been 33. You guys noticed that, or all of you anonymous handle cowards out there? I didn't hear from you last night. I missed it. Anonymous cowards, where are you? Anonymous cowards from Pacers Digest, where are you? I didn't hear from you last night. It's weird. I only hear from you on the bad nights, like the Sacramento night, man. You're all about it. What happened? Past couple of nights, I didn't hear from you. And nobody's celebrating losses here. I'm just kind of wondering what happened to you. You just forget, fall asleep, forget to send me something, forget to send me. So, yeah, you're right about that. Ah, that's what anonymous cowards do. Get back to you coming up in a minute. 239-1070. We'll cover absolutely everything for you. Some other news today. Jeff Brom, Louisville, part two. It's like the sequel. (laughs) Is the sequel going to be better than the misinformation of the original? Come up with that as well. Bob Kravitz, Jake Query. It's a Blue Monday, Buffalo Wild Wings style in Greenfield. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought 
bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller. I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Hey, you gonna stare all day or you gonna buy something? Uh, I'm gonna stare all day. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. I gotta give a shout out for my man Bill from Greenfield who was here today. He came out just to see the show. He's sitting here with us. Thank you very much. State Road 9 in Greenfield, Buffalo Wild Wings. This is on a Blue Monday with Buffalo Wild Wings. Inside the lounge via YouTube Live. Get that conversation going. I just put in yo. And got yo in response right there. Colts lose last night, embarrassing fashion. Get to my points that I was making regarding the future of this team. People were asking about the uh, the quarterbacks. I, there is, first of all, it's still going to take some losing to get up to where you need to go, or some asset trading to get up to where you need to go. And I don't know if anything's foolproof now. I'd be willing to bet and go with somebody like that over, you know, another Band-Aid appearance of what we've had. But that, to me, is the clear path. And if you don't lose enough, which I don't know how much of an issue that's going to be, but if you don't lose enough, how much is it going to take you to get up in there? Jim writes this, hey, JMV, I think you're making too much out of it. He's an interim coach. He's just as likely to be the president or the general manager next year. I, I do understand that, but as I mentioned earlier, the owner wants him to be the coach. And this is something I've talked about, and I know that he very well could be a major part of this organization. But the owner wants him to be the coach. And my point on where he is right now in coaching, I am not taking away any level of accountability. He's the interim head coach. Wins and losses are going to be his. You celebrate that one win, and hey, everything's great. And then you look at close, but at the end against Philly, and you look at the crappers of the last two in nationally televised games against the Steelers, and then last night, that embarrassing game, 54-19 in Dallas. I'm just saying now you view him differently. If you would wait and hire within, what I'm saying is the same thing is going to happen. So I guess the question has to be, are you okay? Are you understanding now that regardless of who the coach is going to be, you're still going to get these types of results are you going to be okay if he's the head coach? If Jim Mercer says, all right, this is the guy I wanted. I'm going to go ahead and do, you know, the whole search thing. I'm going to follow protocols. And then when we're done, we are going to hire him as the full-time coach. Have the past four games brought you to a point where you maybe once upon a time agreed with it and now would disagree with it? Because results like last night are not just going to drive you to drink. But they're going to drive you to be negative. You say, I'm Mr. Negative all the time. All you ever are is negative. Well, for the most part, this team only gives you 
a negative angle to talk about. I don't know how to make it positive, I guess. I could sit here and talk about Alec Pierce from last night or talk about Jelani Woods from last week. The problem is nobody, or I shouldn't say nobody, but Grover Stewart has, all right, defensive tackle, so what? They don't give you consistency in being able to talk about what will be at a high level with this team because they'll give you numbers and they'll disappear. They'll give you numbers and they'll make a mistake. They'll give you numbers and then look in the fourth quarter like they did last night. A lot of that positive talk had been what with the defense? Say the defense doesn't deserve this offense. All right, the defense doesn't deserve the offense. They got put into some horrible situations last night. But if you were to watch that again, and I'm not, again, advising you to in the fourth quarter, you will see their sense of resistance, whether it's because they were gassed or just sick and tired of the moment. It went from high level to lukewarm at best in the fourth Again, all this stuff is going to fall back onto the head coach. And whether or not you believe he should be accountable for that, doesn't matter. That's going to go on his resume. And again, you were going to get this anyway. So to me, Jim, it doesn't really matter if he's going to be the general manager, if that's a possibility, or a team president, player personnel, advisor. That stuff doesn't matter to me. What matters is the owner wants him as the head coach and how much convincing will the owner and the Colts team have to do if indeed they still want to do it after the way this season is going to look. I think he'd been better off last night if after the game he would have just came out and said, hey, you know what, this really sucks and we really suck. And not giving you the whole Jim Moore spiel, but would have been more hardcore about it and not trying to, you know, justify, well, you know, these guys are still playing hard and nobody's really thinking how hard you're playing if you take a beating 54 to 19 and gag up 33 points in the fourth quarter. Nobody's really going to buy that. And maybe you can go back, show everybody the tape or do whatever and say, see, look how hard these guys are playing. But it sure as hell didn't look that way. Now, granted, if you do it, the Jim Morris style, you saw what that got Jim Mora fired. So you can be that type of head coach, but Jeff Saturday's not that type of head coach. You tell me. Is it a more of a difficult sale right now? If, again, the angle is Jim Ursay wants Jeff Saturday as the future head coach, which he does. He was just hoping there was going to be more proving to it. And I think there's been more proving in the past three to why he shouldn't be, especially after last night, than why he should be. How much of a sales pitch will they have to give? And that's really all they have right here. All they do are they don't have anything. If you were going to say, I'm excited about this team next year, what would it be? We're in the final month of the regular season in a massively disappointing season. If you're excited about one thing, individually, collectively on this team, what would that be? And is that enough to sell you on a quick change type of turnaround here? It's curious. 
John Martin writes this. Why people are surprised that Chris Ballard is still the general manager for the Colts. Are they expecting him to resign or get fired? I think people are just pretty tired of the results. People are pretty tired of being told what this team is going to do and what to expect, whether it's all chips in, all these quotables, the home playoff games, division titles, all this stuff that you're told. And then when it comes down to proving that this team is worthy of it, not being close. And they're not. They're not close. So I think people have just had enough. And that's what I've said regarding Chris Ballard. I've seen enough. And believe me, I'm a results-driven critiquer here. My criticism is going to come from the results and what I see. It's not going to be yelling the loudest and being the biggest jackass. Or writing, you know, the dumb blank and being the biggest jackass. That's not going to be me. I'm going to give you the educated, results-driven opinion here. And that's why you come here. That's why you've been coming here all these years, and I'm glad that you do. But I'm not going to say something for the sake of saying something. But I've come to this conclusion long ago. You build it, you build it, you build it, and it never gets to where you said it was going to go. And you have major signs of regression now. You tell me the logical choice. You tell me that I'm wrong. Bob Kravitz coming up at the top of the hour. He's going to try to convince us that Jim Harbaugh should be the guy. We'll talk to Bob from the athletic top of the hour. Jake Query in the 5 o'clock hour. We've got a buzz going on here, don't we, in Greenfield off of State Road 9. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. It's a Blue Monday autographed Colts helmet, Chargers, Colts tickets. Your reaction at 239-1070 coming up on the other side. I mentioned the Pacers the second of a back-to-back in what has been a very forgettable road trip out west. Legendary because it's seven games and ongoing until Wednesday when it concludes in Minnesota. But other than that game-winning three from Andrew and Emhart a week ago tonight, not a lot to ride home about. Second of a back-to-back, no Tyrese Halliburton because of a groin tonight. I don't know about T.J. McConnell. Is McConnell out tonight or is McConnell playing? I think he's out too. He's out yesterday. Halliburton was out yesterday as well. That's coming at you later on tonight right here. You've got the Pacers and you've got the Golden State Warriors. All right, quick break. We'll come back inside the lounge via YouTube Live. What's up, man? Good to see you, brother. You better get over there and get signed up. Ice cold Bud Light on hand as well. Great food for you. We are in Greenfield, State Road 9, Buffalo Wild Wings on a Blue Monday with 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation.
Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. Awesome! Totally awesome! All right, Hamilton. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hour two of Buffalo Wild Wings in Greenfield. State Road 9's our location. We got a Blue Monday working right here. Autographed helmet. We got Chargers Colts tickets to give away. We're going to do that coming up in the 6 o'clock hour. Colts Roundtable Live coming up in the 6 o'clock hour as well. Zach and Sienna's over there. Cam is the onside engineer. Kyle's back at the station. Patrick writes this. Coach Saturday only talks about I and me. He literally is doing nothing to help the team. Um, listen, this is one of the reasons why, and Patrick, I'll get back to this in a second. I brought this up. This would be happening to anybody, Frank Reich, Bubba Ventrone, John Fox, anybody. Um, But now this is all going on the shoulders of the guy that the owner wants to coach up this team. And uh, for the life of me, I don't know how in the world you're going to sell that coming up at all in the offseason. But I will tell you this, Patrick, who gives a crap about the I and me stuff? Nobody cares. And if you do care, you got way too much time on your hands to care about crap. It doesn't matter. What matters is, you know, what you do your time management, your clock management. You know, coaching up a game plan that's probably not yours. But I will say this right now, right now, Patrick, there is just a whole lot of talking and a whole lot of I'm going to get here and I'm going to motivate. And other people were doing the coaching. And then last night you had players that clearly downshifted in that fourth quarter that, you know, unless you weren't watching it, was easily noticed. Meantime, Andy Moore, Automotive Group Hotline from The Athletic. He is our friend, Bob Kravitz. So I, I apologize. I am one of those guys in this case. I just read the headline. So Jim Harbaugh is the solution here. Did I, did I get that accurately? I don't want to be just a headline-reading guy. You deserve more respect than that. I apologize, sir. But uh, so Harbaugh should be the guy? Yeah, well, look. Do I think he'll come here? No. There's no quarterback here. Uh, this team is a hot mess. Uh, the owner has been acting uh, in, a, in a very poor manner all season long. I would not come here if I was Jim Harbaugh, who is not desperate for a job uh, in the NFL. That said, he needs to be the top target, in my view. Uh, he's got... Obviously, he's got the Colts background. He's in the ring of honor, although I have no idea why he's 22 and 26 and had that one good year in 95. But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's the first uh, to try to get this thing straight. He's had a ton of success everywhere he's been. Yeah, he's quirky. He's also charismatic. And, the, and I think the owner needs to make a splash higher. Uh to sell to sell to this fan base which has had enough of this crap so bob kravitz of the athletics on the andy moore automotive group hotline um jim Irsay really did certainly want jeff saturday to be the longer term coach 
and I've said this, I still believe he wants him to be the longer-term head coach. I think the problem is when you thrust him in there like this, anybody was going to see these similar results, Bob. I mean, anybody. Bubba Ventrone, John Fox, anybody was going to see this team look like crap. And now, no matter what you want, and you want him to look as good as possible to sell to a fan base, now this fan base believes this is a joke hire, much like a lot of the national folks did when this hire was made. So that's an issue. I I completely agree with you, which means I need to get my head checked, but Honestly, if, if he really wanted Saturday, he should have played it out with, with Reich or gone to John Fox or Ventrone or whomever, Gus Bradley, let them take the lumps. And then at the beginning of the season, when Jeff's got like an entire off season to prepare, uh, then you hire him. At this point, he's, he, he's not attractive. You know, he, he's not there's no way you can sell Jeff Saturday to this to this fan base, uh, assuming they they don't win another game, like maybe Houston, because uh, Houston will be in full tank mode. But there's there's no there's no way you can sell Jeff Saturday to this fan base. That's why I think you have to at least make the effort to go after Jim Harbaugh because to me he is the best candidate based on his history. Uh, here in Indy, uh, based on his history uh, of success uh, with the San Francisco 49ers at Michigan, hell, University of San Diego. I mean, he's been successful everywhere he's gone. Is he a strange dude? Yeah, he is. But, I'm, you know, they've had really good, nice guys here for years and years and years, and I think they need, they need somebody who's going to kick some butt around here. And I think uh, I think Harbaugh is the best candidate uh, toward that end. What's so ridiculous about this is, you know, you, you hire Jeff Saturday if you're Jim Rose because you really do want him to be the coach. You believe in him, um, and you want him to get his, his feet wet, and then you want to see, you know, proven positive results. But, you know, as it stands, after that Philadelphia game, we have all now zeroed in on the conclusion, Bob, where the best results for this team in the longer-term future is losing games. Thus, the coach that you're trying to believe in, that you're trying to sell everybody, you know, the best-case scenario would be him losing games. So it just, I mean, it really doesn't make any sense where he ended up hiring him if he wanted him around longer term. Because, as you mentioned, as I mentioned, this is going to be an impossible sell. Right, right. And, you know, I, I don't know if it was Jake or Kevin this morning. I just was listening to your promo before I came on, and somebody was saying, you know, it's time to bench Matt Ryan. For who? I mean, seriously, for who? You're going to lose every game except for the Houston game, no matter who you put out there. No matter, I mean, Ellinger, Foles, bring back Scott's old team, God's sake. Whoever you put out there is going to get their head beat in. And, yeah, I mean, look, yeah, have I seen enough Matt Ryan? Sure. But none of these guys are going to make a difference. So they're at cross purposes. They want Jeff Saturday to look as good and as attractive to the fan base as humanly possible. And, you know, look, we've seen two of the last three games where he's made some serious errors you know, clock management, throwing the throwing the challenge flag. 
I realize that veteran coaches make mistakes, but I think we're seeing his lack of experience show itself. Bob Kravitz joins us. The other angle on this is the last two games have been a long-term fight organizationally to the top in Jim Irsay to get them to be able to host these standalone, nationally televised Monday night and, and you know Sunday nighters to be on Sunday night football again as they were on the road in Dallas last night. I mean, th- this was, was something shiny that the owner wanted as well, and to have these results, do you think at all that the past three games might be changing the mind of Jim Mercer on how he originally felt about Jeff Saturday? Boy, I don't know. I, I haven't talked to Jim about it. Um, I I would doubt it, but I think Jim is smart enough to know that if they go whatever, one and one and whatever, two and whatever, uh, under Jeff, which is what's going to happen, that um, that's an impossible sell to this fan base. Uh, I just don't see how you can bring him back. You know, I, look, he, he had no chance. He had no chance, and I give him credit for taking on the challenge. He did it for all the right reasons, but it this, this is a mess. And, look, you know, none of this matters until they find a quarterback. And where, you know, they're, the good news about last night is they're moving up every Sunday or and Monday. They're moving up in the draft order. So if they get to the top ten, then, yeah, maybe they can make a move and get themselves one of the top two guys. If not, you know, maybe they, you know, I mean, they're going to be in position to get themselves a quarterback. Um, so, yeah, it's it's an ugly, it's, it's just ugly. And, boy, I never saw it coming. I thought this would be a slightly better team than last year. I thought they were a 10-win team. And uh, I know I'm not alone when, when, I, when I say I was wrong. I was very wrong. Well, I want to get to Ballard and, you know, wrestling with his suit coat jacket and where he is right now. And you're number six with you in a second. But... <laughs> Uh, Bob Kravitz joins us. I, I kind of look at where this Colts team is right now, really from top to bottom. Um, it's like me in 1987 going to the Eastern High School prom in the Frangipani room on the campus of Indiana University. You really couldn't be less attractive, could you not? This gig's kind of like me in 1987 right now. Would you agree? Well, uh, I don't know. I had a good time at the prom. I look pretty damn good in my leisure suit. I'm just saying, <laughs> I look pretty pretty sharp. No, it's look. You know, I mean, we're, somebody had brought up Ballard before. I blow the whole damn thing up. I mean, it's been six years, and this is the result. Uh, that said, based on on the people that I've talked to, the sense I get is that Ballard will be back. Um, if you're asking me. Uh, what's the best way to move forward? I think they need to start over. I, I, I think it's, it hasn't worked. I realize he's had a million quarterbacks, but part of that, that's on him. You know, uh, you know they needed they needed to go and get. You know, the problem was they thought that they were close, and they just needed a decent quarterback to kind of get them over the hump. And they're close. We're finding out just how far away they truly are. And the reason why they're far away rests firmly on the shoulders of your number six, 
and Chris Ballard. And we're talking about selling things in the offseason directionally to Colts fans. I don't think anything will turn them off any more than running back the general manager that has led them down this faulty path of a build in the first place. Right. And, and look, it, it, let, let's just say, for the sake of, our, of argument, let's say that they bring in Jim Harbaugh. Okay, it's, it's a long shot. I recognize that. It's a, it's a wishful thinking. But, you know, he he took over. He came to San Francisco with Trent Baalke already in position as a GM. They did not get along. That turned into a total, total bleep show uh, in San Francisco. They got rid of him, and then they went in the tank with Jim Tomsula. So if you bring in, if you bring in Harbaugh, is he going to want his own guy? I don't think he's going to want personnel control. That was never an issue in San Francisco, according to the folks out there that I've spoken with. But he he may be better off with somebody that he wants. So I, I think you have to look at the next coach and see, you know, I mean, look, if it's just another coordinator, they'll probably hold on to Ballard. I think he's coming back. I, I, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's a hard sell. But I think that's the direction they're headed, which is uh, regrettable. Yeah, I, and, and then, you know, he's going to have, you know, all the power to choose, assuming that it has to be the uh, franchise's longer-term quarterback. I, I just – not a lot that makes sense out of that to me whatsoever, do you, do you, Bob. Do you, do you trust him? No, not in the least. No. And you know, yeah. people always say, well, you're so personal against him. I'm not personal against him. I'm just going no. by the results. The, the results yeah. in six years, Bob – where he was leading this team and the type of philosophy he had on, on the construction of this team has failed. It's regressed and failing miserably right now. And I have said enough's enough. We, we have seen it. There's nowhere else to go, and it needs to be new and fresh regardless of the direction, I think, here. You know, they, they've got some elite players. Uh, you know, the fact that they had seven pro bowlers last year, but they're, they're elite players in a lot of a lot of positions that don't make a difference, don't make the kind of difference that you need to be a great team. Uh, you know, they're still looking for a, for a, uh, a pass rusher. They're still looking for a quarterback. Uh, they're still looking for wide receivers, although some of those guys are, you know, they've, they've been better than I expected them, expected them to be. Uh, you know, they don't, they don't you know, they, they need – they need to rebuild this thing. I think it's going to be a long, you know, kind of a long rebuild. But I'll tell you what, if you somehow get fortunate in the draft and you get a quarterback who's the, got the right stuff, it could be quicker than you think. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just I kind of look at it right here. I, I guess I'm a little bit more down on I, I kind of put it in terms of Apollo 13 when they ask, you know, what on the ship is good. I, I don't see a lot, and what I mean by that is not, Bob, that they can't be good in spurts or in moments, but there has not been this season, outside of maybe Grover Stewart, anything on this team that has been consistently good. You know what I mean? Consistently good to where it needs to be for this team to challenge, even a 7-5 and five and right now disappointing. 
Titans team, which has to make everybody sick. They're going to give anybody an opportunity to try to catch them. Just nobody else within this AFC South is good enough to even come close to trying to catch them. So that makes that has to make Jim Irsay even more sick. Yeah, it, it's been a monument to under, underachievement. Um, you know, I think Gilmore has played well. Grover, uh, Stewart, I think Butner's had a good year. Um, you know, you can go across the board. A couple of guys have had decent years individually. But, uh, look, it, when you don't have a quarterback, everything looks bad. And the offensive line, look, they, they've been horrible. I mean, horrendous. Uh, but if you don't have a quarterback, you got nothing. And, you, and everybody's going to look bad. Uh, so that's kind of where they are. And, um, you know, the question is, who's going to make the decision uh, on, on the next coach? Well, I mean, we know who's going to make the decision, Jim Irsay. But, well, you know, who's going to come in? What's he going to do with Ballard? It's going to be a really interesting offseason. I'm actually excited for the first time in my career to go to the Combine <laughs> because we're, <laughs> we're going to be searching – Searching for QBs, baby. So Bob Kravitz of The Athletic. He's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You know, we've talked about, obviously, the coaching situation with Jeff Saturday, what was with Frank Reich, maybe the way this should have been handled. How bad, considering where they are organizationally right now, has this season been botched And by the owner, Jim Ursay? And what I say by that is, too, he also, with videos and tweets, and conversationally sets the bar so high and never reaches what he talks about they're going to reach. And people, it's just, people just kind of look at it, and now it kind of falls on deaf ears. Well, this is what we're going to do, and this is how much better we are. And, you know, it's, you know you're crying wolf here at this point regarding yeah, this team if you're the team's owner. Yeah, I was just going to say that. He's the boy who cried all chips in. And... That never quite occurred. And, look, Jim has not covered himself in glory. He's a, he's a really good owner. I think he's got the best interests of this fan, this uh, organization and fan base at heart. That said, they were 3-3-1 three, three and one when he pulled the plug on Ryan. Was Ryan any good? No. No. I was, you know, I, you could make the argument that they should turn to Nick Foles but turning to Sam Ellinger at 3-3-1 and one, uh, made no sense. So, uh, you know, and he's the one who Jim has meddled big time in this season. And I, I don't know why. I, I, I don't know. He's always been a guy who gave you input uh, organizationally. Uh, he was a great sounding board. But he has been more proactive this season than in any season that I can remember the 22 years I've been in Indianapolis. Uh, and I, I think he needs to get the hell out of the way, is what I think. You know, get your GM. Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. and he, need, he needs somebody he, he needs somebody like what he had in, in Bill Polian yeah. that took everything, that did everything. Yeah, knew how many paper clips was – you know, on the secretary's desk or whatever. He needs that. I mean, you mentioned, you know, Jim Harbaugh, and none of this is going to happen, but I mentioned somebody like, like Sean Payton to where, all right, oh, you can go and you can concentrate on singing in your band 
you know, and having your pop culture and music museum. And then he's going to concentrate on every single aspect and be the overseer on everything of your football right. organization. That's, that's, to me, the type of person that's necessary. You know, Sean Payton would be perfect. The problem is that when Sean Payton was talking about dysfunctional franchises, he was looking yeah. directly at the Indianapolis Colts. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt in my mind. So, uh, you know, I, I think Jim has really uh, hurt himself uh, in terms of his reputation. I think, uh, you know, this organization's a hot mess right now, and I, I don't know how they fix it. I really don't. So Bob Kravitz of The Athletic. Go ahead. Sorry, Bob. No, I was just saying, I mean, I don't know what you do besides blow it up. I, I really don't. Hey, John, I'm getting ready to uh, pull into a parking garage uh, up here in Muncie, so I'm, I'm going to lose you here in a moment. So just let me know. Are you going to see the fighting Michael Lewis's? I am not. I have just gotten a part-time job as a sports journalist in residence working with the Ball State Journalism uh, students, uh, the people who work on the school newspaper, et cetera, et cetera, and I'm excited about it, and I'm, I'm headed up there now. Wait a minute. You're shaping young minds beginning this is evening. Scary to, is that scary hey. as hell or what? Yeah, I don't want to hear about any puff, puff, pass type of shaping the young minds up there, okay? I know what you do. <laughs> Won't happen. Won't happen. All right, buddy. I appreciate you. Thanks, Bob. All right. Thanks, man. So, Bob Kravitz of The Athletic. Shaping young minds, apparently, on the campus of Ball State University. Puff, puff, pass. Yeah, we agreed on a lot. And I also agree with him. I mean, you, you write in Jim Harbaugh, and, and I can't see it. Yeah, unfortunately, I'm ready to move on from the Chris Ballard era, but I also would agree with Bob that I'm not altogether at all sure that Jim Irsay is not. And I know I've said here before, man, I hate blowing up things and blowing this up. But honestly... Haven't you already kind of dynamited this thing in the first place? I mean, you did fire the head coach midseason. Before that, the offensive coordinator. And you did hire somebody off of ESPN with no experience. So I think you already kind of took a stick of dynamite to it. We all know what the issue is here. The issue resides in player personnel, doesn't it? Is that where this all begins? And certainly at the quarterback position. But doesn't the issue reside in player personnel? And as much as we want to blame the owner for meddling, the owner's not going to fire himself. The owner's not going to move on from himself. So who has constructed this? Six years is plenty of time. It's plenty of time to understand what you have done It's plenty of time to see any sort of positive results occur, and we just haven't seen it. And if you can see it, you can tell me where it is. Like, I think Bob was even more bright as far as, you know, some of these these standout, consistently standing out players. Consistently, I'm not sure about that. You see moments where these guys can look good. Like, I think right now that Alec Pierce is going to be a good wide receiver longer term. If he had somebody more capable of throwing in the ball, 
or maybe somebody more capable of calling plays of throwing the ball, or maybe people more capable of protecting the somebody that's throwing the ball. Better decisions all the way around, but, you know, you get it here or there. You know, Michael Pittman Jr., you believe in him, but it's here or there. Jonathan Taylor coming off a fantastic season a year ago, and this season has been downright forgettable. And then if you're thinking about where you want to try to get to to get a quarterback, what will that entail? What will have to happen to do that? Probably have to utilize some assets, right? Some tradable assets to get up there. What tradable assets do you have right now? You have some players, some current personnel that are tradable assets. All right, all that and more at 239-1070. Shout out to Corey Kinney with the Apollo 13 reference right there with flight director Gene Krantz and the one on the ship is good quote that I often do with this team, and I gave that to Bob Kravitz. Podcast up there, 1075thefan.com. We're in Plainfield. I checked that. We're in Greenfield today. I almost said Plainfield, which is weird. We're in Greenfield today off of State Road 9. Hancock County, everybody. Buffalo Wild Wings. It's a blue Monday and probably uglier than usual considering what took place last night. The Cowboys, a 54-19 win in Dallas over the Colts on Sunday night football that everybody saw. Everybody, I don't know if people hung in there, but in the fourth quarter, the Colts surrendered 33 points. Indeed, it was that ugly. Your playoff in college football is set. Georgia, Ohio State, Michigan, TCU. Pacers in action against Golden State tonight. No Halliburton. I believe McConnell is out as well. That game can be heard right here. The second of a back-to-back. Last night, a loss in Portland. Tonight, they get Golden State. They'll close out this seven-gamer on the road in Minnesota later on in the week. All right, 239-1070, Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live. You got us on Facebook Live, the Twitter, the stream, the app, HD Radio at 93.5 and 107.5, the fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta. And check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. It's Jim Pimmer now. Talk to him, damn it. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. Hey, welcome back here. I'm sorry, you're going to show me something here? Well, thank you for coming out. I'm... Oh, well, congratulations. Well, thank you very much. Well, thank you for coming out. Thank you for, oh, yeah, yeah, thank you very much for coming out. That's well done. Hey, Greenfield's our location today, Buffalo Wild Wings on a Blue Monday. Thank you for joining us. We'll do some calls if you like at 239-1070. Colts lose 54-19 last night to the Dallas Cowboys. And 
Yeah, the fourth quarter was as ugly as not just you've ever seen a Colts quarter of football, but any quarter by anybody in football. It was indeed that ugly. 33 points put on the board by the Cowboys. It was just like an avalanche of Colts mistakes and turnovers and crap, and here you are. I do want to ask you, and I did a little bit earlier, you know, what is a standalone things you like about this team and whether or not these past couple of games, and certainly not the Philly game was standing, but these past couple of games, Monday night against the Steelers and last night against the Cowboys, has that changed your opinion if it was positive before on Jeff Saturday leading this team coming up next year? Because I had mentioned, and Bob did agree with me on this, that it would have been better off if you would really want to get Jeff Saturday off to a start is to start fresh. And the reason why I bring that up, because Jim Irsay does want him as the head coach, and to have him as the head coach, it would be much easier. Listen, are people still going to be looking at it awkwardly because you hired somebody with zero experience, even in the offseason? Yeah. But you get him off to a fresh start. And he's not taking over a team that no matter who's coaching it, is going to look exactly like it has looked at this point. That would not have mattered. Bubba Ventrone, John Fox, Gus Bradley, Kyle Udemark, it was all going to look the same. So my thoughts, and with that alone, are about the head coach. Now, you can factor in whether or not you believe that Jeff Saturday may be you know, in line still for a general manager. Maybe it's something in the front office. A lot of those rumors, a lot of that hearsay. But as the coach of this team, now all of a sudden people are looking at this and they're going, oh, you know what? He's not the guy. Last night in the fourth quarter looked like a serious regression. Now, I would say, even though it looked like that, basically the components of that regression of that fourth quarter have been prevalent the entire year. The turnovers, the fumbles, the interceptions. The only thing that we really haven't seen is a defense that its sense of resistance was not the same as it was prior to. When they were close and it was a game, they weren't stopping the Cowboys every time. It wasn't a great defense, but they did show up with some resistance. But when this thing, and again, this is on the offense with the turnovers, and they were constantly out there, yeah, that that resistance was was failing in that fourth quarter. And that's what people come away with looking at. Now, Bob Kravitz had mentioned Jim Harbaugh. If you're going to go for somebody, I understand why you have to go for somebody big. I think the problem is right now, I don't know how many of those big names, A, are out there, and B, would take a shot at this gig right now. Oh, there are, listen, offensive coordinators everywhere, I'm sure. You know, the, the, the flavors of the day, offensive and defensive coordinators as well, they're out there. You can find them, but as far as these game changers and what Colts fans would like to see if it's not Jeff Saturday, yeah, that's tough. I don't know how many of those dudes are out there. 239-1070 is the number. Back to the phones. Anthony is up next. Anthony, thank you for the call. Hey, what's going on, JMV? So Good uh, to hear from you, Anthony. Go ahead. So my thing is, why don't they just uh, 
especially where Eric uh, get Eric Bieniemy in Kansas City. The offensive coordinator of the Chiefs would be one of those guys that, you know, I'm sure that there are people would like. Some people would. Some people wouldn't. But, uh, yeah, I don't blame you. He's had a great deal of success. It's been odd as to why he hasn't received a gig. And I think most people would suggest the reason why is because, you know, most like, most like Frank Reich when he was in Philly. You know, Doug Peterson was making all those moves, offensive moves, and much like the enemy being in Kansas City, you know, Andy Reid's going to have that final say on those offensive moves, and people just tend to look at that differently. I understand that. Hey, one more thing before I go, Jim. Do you think you can uh-huh. tell me Doug quit charging people a dollar to take their food home? Hey, can you repeat that one more time? I didn't understand it. I said, could you tell me Dubs? to quit charging people a dollar to take their takeout order home after they pay for it. I will tell them that. I don't know if I'll have any, <laughs> any say in it, but I'll tell them that. I don't mind. <laughs> yeah, Thanks, I appreciate Anthony. It. Appreciate that. I'm a first-time caller, man. Thanks for taking my call. Anthony, you call any time. Yeah, I don't know if they'd listen to me about that. I may have to call the corporate office on that one. I don't know if they have that capability. Now, we are at Buffalo Wild Wings in Greenfield today, and Kevin's up next at 239-1070. Welcome to the show, Kevin. How are you? Well, I'm pretty, I'm pretty well, but I, I have a different perspective on this game, and it comes from uh, one of my clients who dropped uh, $50,000 yesterday going to the game, um, 20000 for two tickets and then airfare and hotel, and he loved it. He said, you know, you go there, and Jerry Jones and the stadium and, he said, you know, hey, the Colts were in it for a little while. That's okay. But, you know, I'm paying, I'm, you know, and you, you look at the people making that kind of money. This guy makes high seven figures. That's what they're after. They don't care if the team wins or loses. It's entertainment. They're writing the whole thing off. And how Yeah, many you don't have 65,000 of those people on the stands, though, brother. Know what I mean? Well, I, I mean, know, if, if I was making cash, if I could drop 50K on a football game, you could come over and take a dump on my front porch, and I wouldn't care. I know, but it's all perspective. I'm driving a GMC terrain. He's got a Lamborghini. I mean, you know, it's like I just looked at him and said, you're nuts. There's no way. He spent 20000 here yeah. for a, a game here against Pittsburgh, and I'm like, are you kidding me? But, you know, it's it's all – but, you, you know, what we don't stand a chance now with uh, Lucas Oil compared to the L.A. Stadium – you know, the Nevada Stadium hey, and Minnesota. I, I understand. I understand. No, 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 no. Listen, they do. It's called making sound decisions. They've had that in the past. They've done that in the past. And they need to get back to that in the future. We used to think yeah. this used to be, Kevin, the attitude around here. Prior to the Peyton Manning era, this was, was exactly, okay. you know, not the high, not the 50K spending on a game, but this was kind of the attitude. Well, it's never going to happen because, you know, all this and that and they, all these examples of, you know, being able to have the advantage over the Colts. Nah, no, they, it's not like that here. The Colts just need to make some honest, intelligent, savvy moves here to get back with it. It has nothing to well, do with what you're that- talking about. The Lucas Oil itself is falling apart. We still owe over a billion on it. The, the area down there is extremely. Hey, well, dangerous. Hey, man, man, hold on a second. Well, get your get your buddy to spend some money, man. Put some money I, in that I, renovation I'm there. With you. I'm with spending fifty k on a stinking ticket or something. Put, tell him to put a couple more elevators in Lucas Oil Stadium for us. How about that? Well, you know, they, you know what? It's 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 been a they've fraudulently managed that uh, Lucas Oil. 
I mean, Ursay's made a lot of money off of it, but they've done a horrible job of developing that area as well. I think you'll agree to that. They haven't done anything in 10 years to develop anything around there. I mean, it's well, just they, I think they are right now. I think the Indy 11's got something going in down there as well. So I, I, I understand. I'm, I'm just concentrating on where the team is right now. You've kind of taken me someplace else. But who's um, – so is uh, your, your big money dude, is he a local guy? Yeah, he's, uh, he's very local. Yeah, he's been here quite a while. He's originally from northern Indiana. But, yes, he's a local guy. What, you don't have to tell me his name, but what is his career? What's he do? He is a head uh, uh, attorney. He's a corporate, whatever the executive attorney for a particular insurance company. And uh, right, well, he's done extremely well. And he's very invested in and they. They used to, in fact, sponsor the the field house. That was the guys that sponsored okay. the field house. Well, hey, would you tell him this for me, Kevin? I've I let sure you will. be on here for a long time, and you got a lot of opinions yeah. out there. People were telling me to hang up on your ass a little bit earlier, but I did. I kept you on here. Would you tell your, your buddy, your Lambo driver, to invest in this show? Okay? Invest uh, in this you know show. That's, Would that's you? That's a great idea. I will. Yes. I will. I'll bring I'm going to be disappointed if this doesn't happen. All right? Invest you're, in you're this show. Your Lambo driving buddy. Okay? You're a great guy. I, I appreciate you laying me on, but a little different perspective, but I'm I'm very worried about the downtown area, and I'm very worried about the Colts from a, from well, a financial yeah, situation. I understand, the, the, and, and thank you, Kevin, for the call. Remember, I'm, I'm counting on you. Invest in the show, Lambo driving dude, fin- spending 50K in Dallas this past weekend. Invest in the show. Those are two different things to me. Like, um, Hammer and Nigel downstairs can talk about Mayor Joe, and they can talk about you know, where the downtown is going and why the Starbucks moved and all that crap, and I'll leave it to them because I'm sure they're the experts on it. But th- this is not something – do I give a crap about it? Sure. But do I give a crap about it on this show right now between 3 and 6? Not at all. So I'm just talking about the Colts and the way that they look right now. But I will say this. My man can invest in this show, and I think he should. What the hell was this guy doing, Kyle? 50K? For tickets? Well, he said, what, two tickets alone was 30K. And so where's that other 20K just for a flight in a hotel? I assume private plane then? Well, if I you're mean, spending 20K service, on flight in a hotel. Escort services? You get a top of the line what type, what type Dallas of Metroplex escort service going, right? Hey, now here's, we could figure this out. There can't be more than a handful of dudes rolling around in Lamborghinis. So who was this guy talking about? Anybody know? I'm from Greene County. I wouldn't know. Unless they did tassel corn, I have no clue who it is. If they did tassel corn or put tires on your car, I know who they are. Other than that, I don't know. Now, honestly, how many people could be rolling around central Indiana behind the wheel of a Lamborghini? We could figure that out fairly easily, couldn't we? Well, the thing with Lamborghinis, they drive them like two times a year. It'd be hard to find all the guys. I couldn't imagine. I think it'd be cool to get in one, and I love the Gullwing. I want a Gullwing door open i'd like if they would let me if uh eric wilson would let me i'd put like gull wing action on the acadia or i could put gull wing action on the truck i love the gull wing doors i do love that i don't know if i could climb down in that son of a gun right now i know that mostly that's big money midlife crisis special right there i don't know if i could climb into it it's like like climbing into a manhole trying to get down in there well if i could do it 
figure out who that dude is, Kyle. He's going to invest in the show right this. But the 50K in Dallas, the heck with that. Best in the show. Quick break, and we'll come back. Thank you, Buffalo Wild Wings, for having us in Greenfield. It is a blue Monday. you got ice-cold Bud Light here as well. You've got great food. We've got tickets for the Colts and the Chargers. We've got an autographed helmet. We've got Jake Query coming up at the top of the hour. Love to see you in Hancock County. A lot of folks have been by. We appreciate that. We need more Monday night football. Buccaneers and the Saints as well. You can watch it right here. A lot of hoopage going on too. And we got you covered. 93.5 and 107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20 milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. The Ride with JMV. The Sportos, Motorheads, Geeks, Sluts, Bloods, Wastoids, Dweebies, they all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. My name is John, and I am with you in the heart of Hancock County today. Greenfield off of State Road at 9. Let me tell you this. It's because I'm savvy very intelligent, and I learn from mistakes. There is absolutely no way in the hibbity hell I am going back home via I-70. No way. Listen, it's State Road 40 all the way for me, baby. I think I'm going to go State Road 40, and however I get there. Remember the last time I was in Greenfield? We did a backyard bourbon broadcast here, Kyle. Do you remember that? And I got lost. And the local Greenfield PD, outstanding, thank you guys very much, had to take me to this backyard because I couldn't find it. Remember that? About two I years ago, that, I think yeah. it was. Yeah, a little. It was over two years ago. It was in. Uh, no, it was 2020. Uh, yeah, no, yeah, August 2020 is when it was. Yeah, August 2020. And the fine folks of the Greenfield Police Department, I actually flagged a guy down and said, I've got to start this show in 10 minutes. And normally, normally what I do is I get to a place, like, for example, today I get here probably. At the very least, an hour and 15 minutes before I go on. And oftentimes what I do when I get to a place, I sit in the parking lot and listen to uh, either 80s on 8 or the New Wave channel or something on Sirius XM, and I take a nap. To the point where in the past, this happened one time, I was taking a nap before a remote. I'd fallen asleep in the truck before a remote, and a police officer came over and tapped on my window because apparently a pedestrian had walked by and thought maybe I was dead in the cab of the truck. But I was alive. I was just asleep. I was taking a nap. They thought I was dead. No, I'm I'm alive. Hey, speaking of something here, Kyle, we were talking about this at the break. I'm going to get to Jake Query in a second. Have you seen these things that look like Keurigs, but they make mixed drinks for you? Have you seen those? I have, yeah. I think they're pretty expensive, though. What are they called? Do we know what they're called? 
Do we, do we need that? Can we not make our own mixed drinks? Do we need a Keurig-esque contraption to it's, make our mixed drinks? It's called a bartesian. bartesian? A bar what? Bartesian. Cocktail Bartesian. maker. That's probably it right there. Yeah. $366. $366. Yeah, you got to provide your own alcohol and you got to buy these little, you know, Keurig cup looking things for a different mixed drink. Huh. Hey, tell me, let me know at JMV 1070 if any of you clowns out there have this Bardesian thing, whatever it is, the cocktail maker. Let's see what that's like. I'm just curious. I just saw that commercial and was kind of curious. Again, live in Greenfield, Buffalo Wild Wings, Chargers, Colts tickets, autographed helmet to give away, and more coming up here around 6 o'clock. We'd love to see you. Great food, ice cold Bud Light for you on this blue Monday in Greenfield at Buffalo Wild Wings. Meantime, Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. You heard him this morning alongside Kevin Bowen. Inexplicably, Mark Dykton was out. I think Sam Fritz was doing the producer work for the fellows this morning. Jake Query of the Morning Show, Kevin and Query with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group Potline. So Dykton, Dykton has more vacation time than all of us put together. <laughs> I, I, listen, I don't know if he got like 11 weeks. I don't know what the deal was. The best was Sam Fritz, who does a great job. Sam comes in this morning and puts together a show open for us, you know, of highlights and music and whatnot. And Sam put together the, the highlights of nothing but the Colts scoring plays. <laughs> and so the show open starts and it's like <laughs> touchdown Colts, field goal Colts. Here's a sack for the Colts. <laughs> Finally, Bowen mutes his mic and looks at Sam and goes, you got any Cowboys plays on here? He's like, no, uh-uh, just, just the cold stuff. <laughs> We're like, well, let's go ahead and uh, cut this off to let folks know that it was not all roses and lollipops last night, and it was U-G-L-Y ugly, man, in that fourth quarter. That fourth quarter if was you, unbelievable. If you would have gone to bed right before the start of the fourth quarter, you probably got up this morning and thought, what in the hell happened here? <laughs> With that final score. And, and that fourth quarter was every bit as bad as the final score would indicate right there. Giving up 33 is ridiculous. I mean, it just was, I mean, literally, once they started taking on water, I mean, it was like a fire hose, right? And just turnover after, I mean, they, they invented ways to turn the ball over. And, I mean, this is the thing that I'm, I'm, for the Colts' sake, if I was a member of the Colts organization, that I'd be the most proud of. That I, I said this morning they should probably hang a banner for this. They have to be, have to be, the first team in the history of the National Football League to give up 33 unanswered points in one quarter, lose by 35, and take the victory formation to round out the clock. <laughs> Yeah, they literally took a knee to round out the clock at the end of the game. Like, let's yeah. just get out of here. Brutal. Yeah, that's yeah, that's like the the, the, the uh, essential white flag is what you're talking about right there too, in the fashion in which they did it. I um I look back on it and I brought this up to Bob Kravitz a little bit earlier. He's on the Jim Harbaugh bandwagon. Um, you, know, you and I were kind of talking about this off the air a little bit earlier. I mean, maybe. Maybe there's a slight bit of interest. You know, maybe it's more than that. I'm not sure. But I, I think what is, I guess, unfortunate from a Jim Irsay standpoint is I know what, what he wants. He wants Jeff Saturday, but 
Jake, the problem is he thrust him into that situation where no matter who you're going to put in there, you know, whether it was still Frank Reich or, you know, Gus Bradley or John Fox or whomever, the results were still going to be as we've seen it. And now all this in the past four weeks with that one win and three losses, and especially the last two on Monday night and Sunday night, they're all on the shoulders of Jeff Saturday. And that's how everybody views him as not ready for this gig. Whereas if you just wait and let the season play out, then you can take a shot at him in the offseason, give him an offseason to work his way uh, with his team, you know, become a head coach, do all that, and not put him in the situation in which he did. I, I, think that, I think that really sheds a light on a lot of fans right now believing Jeff Saturday's not it, and I think that's the fault of the owner. Okay, I, I thought about this last night, and follow me here because this is probably yeah. totally out of left field, Okay. Is it possible, and maybe it's giving Jim Irsay too much credit here, I don't know, but is it possible, John, that Jim Irsay knew as soon as he was ready to move on from Frank Reich, he knew exactly who his guy was going to be? They have to go through the Rooney rule and the processes, but he knew exactly who he was going to get. He knew exactly how much he was going to pony up to get that guy. And he knew that any other person that he put in position is an interim be it Gus Bradley or John Fox or somebody of that ilk, that there would be expectation and pressure both internally and externally to go ahead and make that person the permanent coach if they had any success whatsoever. And there would be some explaining to do or some awkward nature to it if they went elsewhere. So he went completely outside of the box with Jeff Saturday knowing that there would be very little expectation that that means that Saturday would be retained as the full-time coach right. next year, or that if he decided to go elsewhere from Jeff Saturday, that the expectation would be that Saturday was never thought of as the guy anyway. And therefore this was all calculated because he has known from the get-go that Jim Harbaugh was his guy and he was going to back up the Brinks truck to get him. And so it didn't matter who the interim was. You believe that? Does that make sense at all? You be, do you believe that? I'm not saying I, I believe, believe that I he would want him, but to me, my belief is, and again, I could be clearly wrong. My belief is that uh, Jim Harbaugh would not be ready for this gig right now. Maybe wouldn't even want this gig right now. Well, what I'm reasonable? saying is, what I'm saying is, if Jim Irsay, and I'm presenting this as a just as a potential scenario. I don't think that's fact, but but what I'm saying is it is I don't think you can rule out that Jim Mersey the Jim Mersey hired Jeff Saturday as his interim coach for one of three reasons. Number one, because he really truly wanted to to test his medal as a coach and thought he might have something in him where he found a diamond in the rough. Number two because he just felt like his franchise was in disarray and he trusted Jeff Saturday to be able to get the hands on the wheel and back in the center lane. Or number three, because he knew that he already had who the guy was that he was going to go after. And so Jeff Saturday allowed him an interim coach that, that nobody was going to expect or pressure him to hire full-time. Now, I think it's probably option A there, but – I don't think you can rule anything out. I do believe I have zero 
credible like information or tip on this. I want to be clear on that. But I do believe that Jim Harbaugh is his primary target. And I think that when you look at what Frank Reich was reportedly making, which is about on par with what Jim Harbaugh is making at Michigan, in particular if Michigan wins the championship this year, but even still, with the Big Ten expanding and, and the things being kind of realigned a little bit, et cetera, et cetera, I think Harbaugh would have interest personally, especially when I think, I think Jim Mercer might throw him really good money. But I think Harbaugh, I do think that Harbaugh is on a very short list, and that list probably is on a post-it note. Yeah, I think this, Jake. I think that he hired Jeff Saturday on an interim because that's who he wanted and still wants to be the head coach this year. And that's why I brought up the fact that, you know, you put him in a spot where anybody was going to fail to this point in the season with this group. And, you know, now you're not going to have the fan base, you know, the fan base as much as it could have been on your side. You know, there still would have been some skepticism if you would have done this in the off season, but now this is going to be, this bad team is going to be attached to him this year. And I think that that hurts Jim Mercer's selling point. And I, I, you may be right. He may ultimately want Jim Harbaugh, but I think he really wants Jeff Saturday to succeed and be the head coach here going into next year, more so than anything else. Yeah, that may be. I mean, and I, I'll be honest, I trust you on that. I mean, I, I think you may be more dialed in there. But I, I do think here's the thing. I do believe that if he so chooses, that Jeff Saturday will be a part of the organization next year in some way, shape, or form. I don't know yeah. if you can say that for everybody, but I, I think you can more definitively say that outside of Jim Irsay, obviously, about Jeff Saturday yeah. than anybody else. But, um, look, they're just they're not very good. I, I mean, that's the bottom line. They're not very good. And Saturday's been put in a tough spot for certain. You know, do I, I think they'll still win another game because I think they'll beat Houston at the end of the year. But outside of that, their schedule is not very favorable for them to to get any sort of footing here whatsoever. I just feel like last night, you and I talked earlier, John, off the air, and I think we both agreed to the fact that last night was kind of the final nail in, okay, I, you know, talking in terms of the speculation of things turning around for this year or whatever else officially died last night. I know mathematically it's still a possibility, but it's over, and I think they know it's over. That's Jake Query, the morning show, Kevin and Query, weekday morning, 7 until 10 a.m. Jake's with us via the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. You watch that fourth quarter, and I know that a lot of people would say, well, how do you know that they gave up? How do you know that they dialed it down? That looked like a defense that decelerated and a resistance that was clearly there early in the game when the game was still in doubt and when they were playing decently. And I can kind of understand when you have that landslide of mistakes because of your offense fall on your head, yeah, you probably would uh, be inclined maybe to back away a little bit too. But I thought, I thought that that was evident, and I thought that that probably is something else that's going to fall on the shoulders of the interim head coach. If anybody goes back and watches that, I'm sure, as they're doing today and will do uh, for the better part of the week or the bye week coming up. So I thought it was evident last night that – that their resistance with uh, what was going on with that 33-point fourth quarter was was not there. And I don't care who you are, that's still disappointing to see. My favorite statistic from last night, and it might be my favorite Colts statistic of all time, 
and I'll give a little bit of pass to the defense because they've been put in tough spots. I mean, the, look, they got no rest, right? Because every time they came off the field, then boom, there was another turn. I mean, at one point they turned it over, what, four mm-hmm. straight possessions. You know, and you're thinking, good Lord, I didn't even have time to, like, figure out what flavor Gatorade we've got. And I'm back on the field again. But my favorite statistic is that last night, and I tweeted it, I said it this morning, so my apology for the redundancy, but I don't think I've ever seen this, John, ever. A box score for the Indianapolis Colts where they had a seventh-string offensive lineman, a, I believe, or it's not seventh-string, sorry, seventh-round drafted offensive lineman, a fourth-round drafted tight end, an undrafted free agent wide receiver, all credited with a tackle, but a second-round drafted defensive tackle that did not have a solo tackle last night. That is the most awesome stat ever. And that right there is indication that nothing went your way and that the other team's defense was moving the ball more than your offense. I I mean, just every single aspect of that fourth quarter – was a total and utter disaster, and it illuminated in one quarter, literally, one quarter last night personified this season's Indianapolis Colts because the game started out with a little bit of promise, and then the roof caved in, and it went to hell in a handbasket. The season started out with somewhat of promise before Houston, before that ugly tie, and then things quickly went to hell in a handbasket, and then everything got away from them. And that's exactly what happened last night in the game itself. And the areas that we've talked about ad nauseum all season long as being glaring that were never addressed all came to fruition last night and burnt them in a 33 to nothing quarter. Ridiculous. So, Jay Query on the Andy Moore Automotive Group pylon. If you don't mind, I do want to double back to the point you made regarding Harbaugh and, and your belief from what you hear. And Let me go a different direction with you here. From Jeff Saturday, the coach, to Jeff Saturday, the evaluator. And we've been highly critical of Jim Ursay, highly critical of Chris Ballard, highly critical of Jeff Saturday now and this team from top to bottom. But is this maybe on the other side of things a Jim Ursay plan of Jeff Saturday, as he mentioned before he got the gig, evaluating this team to where ultimately their bigger goal is to get a bigger, more well-known, certainly more experienced head coach in here. And then as we've talked about before, leaving Jeff as the general manager or Jeff as the player personnel decision maker, something like that. Is this a part of that major plan? Do you believe that to be the case? You know, I I don't – my challenge here is this. My worry, I should say, John, is that Jim Mersey maybe made reactionary decisions without thinking things all the way through, which contradicts what I said earlier. I mean, I think, I think everything's on the table. I mean, I think it's possible that there was a long, thought-out, pre-planned process in place, and this is part of it. I think it's also possible that he got super PO'd after a game and just said, you know what, I'm not doing this anymore and fired his coach and then thought, well, now what do I do? And called Jeff Saturday because he didn't have a plan B at that point. I don't think that's the case, but I don't think you can rule it out, quite frankly. All I know is that it would make sense, obviously, that Jim Harbaugh – I mean, there's a history here, right? I mean, listen, Jim Mercer knows Jim Harbaugh. 
Jim Harbaugh knows not only the Colts, but the city of Indianapolis. I mean, he's been a part of the community well past his playing career here because of obviously his brother-in-law, but also because he was an IndyCar owner and he's driven the pace car. I mean, he's been, you know, he's been a part of Indianapolis for a long time beyond his playing career and, his, and into his coaching career. Um, I, I Harbaugh to me would make a lot of sense. He's been to a Super Bowl as a coach. He clearly, you know, he went to a Super Bowl with Colin Kaepernick, who I think is a talented guy, but nobody's ever going to mistake him for a Hall of Fame level quarterback. So I think he's a he can coach the quarterbacking position at the professional level. He's he can run a good offense at the offensive or at the, at the professional level. I just think he makes sense, and I think that in addition to that, he represents something that Jim Mercer covets very much, which is a guy who has familiarity and history with the franchise. I think having history with the franchise is important to Jim Mercer. And so it just stands to reason that Jim Harbaugh would be a guy that he would have interest in. Now, like I said, there's going to have to be a process. And the problem with Jeff Saturday, if that's his long-term goal, I, I, and I'm not saying that the Colts should worry about this. And I'm not saying that this should factor into executive decisions, John, but the reality is that when you, went out and went outside the box and got Jeff Saturday out of a TV booth to become your head coach on an interim level. There was all kinds of chatter within the football ranks. And I'm talking, and I don't agree with it, but I'm talking about old tired retread coaches and talking heads and uh, of the national, you know, that all questioned Jeff Saturday being hired as the head coach. And of course the pad for that or the pass for that came with, but it's only the interim. There was no Rooney rule. There, there's no protocol. It's just an interim head coach. But then if you go and hire him full-time, now all of a sudden, I'm not going to say you have egg on your face, but now you've got to answer to that criticism because, yes, in fact, it looks like you had a calculated plan to go after a guy that was your guy, and therefore you never had any indication of opening things up. And that's a little ridiculous to say about Jim Irsay, who obviously hired the first-ever African-American coach to win a Super Bowl and I think doesn't care one iota about um, I mean, in other words, I think he is as open-minded about those things as possible. I don't think he in any way, shape, or form would shy away from someone based on their race, their ethnicity, or whatever else. But because those questions were posed about him, they would only become more amplified and be more difficult to answer based on perception if Jeff Saturday's given the full-time position. That's not to say that the Colts should give in to perceptions but but it's going to be there, and I and I think he knows it would be there. Well, what's funny about this is that means that Chris Ballard would have never hired himself a head coach, right? Correct. And we let's just say he's still here. Been. I mean, Josh McDaniels, eleventh hour left. You know, he was more Jim Irsay and Manning and Polin and Dungey that got Frank Reich into the door. Clearly, Chris Ballard was not on. At least to me, he was not on board with Jeff Saturday. Thus, Jim Irsay would be making let's say, again, hypothetically, a Jim Harbaugh type of hire. So that wouldn't be his either. So that's interesting as hell. Can you imagine the possibility? Let's just say hypothetically that Chris Ballard leaves the Colts, and I don't know that that's going to happen, but if he does, let's just say hypothetically that they go ahead and make a coaching change, and then before the the start of next season, Chris Ballard leaves. Can you imagine the possibility of any general manager in the National Football League being somewhere for six years, six. And in that six years, 
having four different head coaches or whatever it would be and like four different predominant starting quarterbacks and not ever having hired the coach or drafted any of those quarterbacks. I mean, at some point you got to draft a quarterback and you got to run with it. But I think Chris Ballard knows that drafting a quarterback in terms of a franchise quarterback, drafting one puts you on the clock. And that's officially when your tenure begins. And kudos to him, man. He's been able to just keep putting that off, putting that, putting that off, putting that off. But look, the expiration date on that experiment is gone and judgment day's here. And if he is going to be here, he's going to have to draft a quarterback this year. And I think he's avoided doing that for far too long. Jay Cray's on the Andy Moore Automotive Group hotline. I do want to switch gears. So you believe that Jeff Brom is going to find round number two, reportedly a possibility to land in his hometown of Louisville with the Cardinals. Think that's going to end up happening? I don't, I, I, I'm almost, I mean, I would be stunned if it doesn't because first off, Jeff Brom has been a wonderful coach for Purdue. He's a, he's a, he's a really good guy. I mean, I, I, I don't know him, you know, but, but from the times I've been around him, I like him a great deal. He's been nothing but good to me and people around here. I think he's been good for Purdue. Um, but look, home is home. And, you know, Greg Rakestraw said earlier today, I think it was a really good way of saying it, that Jeff Brom is essentially from the Manning family of Louisville. You know, his father played at UofL. His sister um, is a collegiate star in the area, not at UofL. His brothers played at UofL. He played at UofL. And when the last go-round, you know, there were some obviously premature and ill-advised reports that he had accepted the job there. But I don't think anybody that was doing their due diligence said that. And then... In the end, obviously, he did not end up going there, but he has addressed that, including as recently as last offseason, to a function in Louisville where he said, listen, the timing just wasn't right then, but you never say never. And the reality is that Purdue is coming off of a good season where they went to the Big Ten Championship with the way things are going to be restructured within the Big Ten. That's going to be challenging to get back to that point. And he's left Purdue in a better situation than when he arrived there if he were to leave. I don't see how he turns it down, to be honest with you. And I, I, I applaud that. And I think people should respect that and say, you know what? There's not, there's no place like home. And that's what it is for Jeff Brom. And I think now it just seems like the stars have aligned and the timing's right. Uh, that'd be interesting. Boilermaker fans would uh, freak out a little bit over that. I would imagine. I know. The good news is he's left the program in a spot where I do think it's probably, you know, there's, there's some stuff in the cupboard there for somebody. If they want to go out and try to get a coach, I think there are guys that would, that would want to come there because they've got good players and they've had some success of late and the fans are interested and, and look, they are the big 10 West. I mean, they're big 10 West. And even with USC and UCLA coming in, uh, that's still going to be better than being uh, locked in in football in the uh, big, big 10 East. So, right. For sure. I mean, who the hell knows how long Lincoln Riley is going to be at USC anyway, too. I mean, who knows? But maybe longer than what I suggest right here. Uh, Pacers, part two of a back-to-back tonight. I don't know if you watched them last night, lose to Portland. Get Golden State coming up later on tonight. No Tyrese Halliburton or TJ McConnell last night. Looks like the same, too. Certainly Halliburton's not going to play later on tonight. You look back at this trip, and um, it looks as of right now, this may end up being a one-winner from these seven that they played out West? 
Yeah, and this is kind of what they were they were warning us about, right? Was listen, there are going to be some times, some some growing pains, and some tough stretches. The thing that that not as of concern, but I think that we're already starting to see. Benedict Mathurin's a wonderful player, and he's going to be a great player for this franchise for a long time. But you know, rookies, man, it's tough. I mean, they're not used to playing this many games in this short amount of time and flying around and doing it. And you know, we saw it with with obviously with Duarte. I'm not saying he's hit the rookie wall just yet, but you definitely go through peaks and valleys. His his production and his energies dropped just a little bit. Um, and, and not having Halliburton out there, who has been spectacular this season, not having him out there obviously hurts them. And then, you know, all of a sudden you lose both your point guards. You're you're hurt a little bit there. But, you know, they come back and then they, obviously I think Washington after they go to Minnesota, do a chance to write things out. But, John, this is probably the reality, right? I mean, I know that they got oh, out yeah. there an unbelievably good start. Um, but they're probably realistically a 35 to 40 win team this year. But I love the fact that the nucleus is strong and the outlook is positive And, you know, you can see silver linings for them. It's different than the Colts situation where it's just hard to grasp at reasons why there's optimism. Optimism was big on Wednesday in Bloomington. I'm not saying it faded at all, but it was a similar issue. You know, it's funny. Mike Woodson said before that game at Rutgers, Jake, on Saturday, I think he said that to Don Fisher, that rebounding would be a key. And they just got absolutely worked in the first half on the defensive glass by Rutgers. And then, you know, obviously outside of Miller Cop not being able to knock down outside shots. And then Rutgers, they pack in on Trace Jackson Davis. He makes some mistakes trying to get the ball out of there. Um, struggles with finding any sort of rhythm whatsoever. We've seen that song and dance from IU teams offensively before, haven't we? We have, and I I think, you know, a lot of teams are going to go to Rutgers, and I don't know how good Rutgers is this year, but that's, you know, they play well at home. They they can D up a little bit. The the challenge for Indiana is going to be in games when, you know, Trace Jackson Davis, they're going to have days when they collapse on him. I mean, there's no doubt about that, and there's going to be – you know, there is challenge there. You can offset that if you can score from the outside. And if you're not shooting the ball well, I mean, I know Miller Cop shot the ball well, but outside of that, if you've got games where Xavier Johnson, Tamar Bates, Race Thompson, where they're giving you no mid-range or outside game, and Trace Jackson Davis has defenses collapsing on him, you're going to be in some trouble. And I think you're going to see teams in the Big Ten do that, just try to out-physical Trace Jackson Davis, take him away, and then take your chances. And you can do that against Indiana because they don't have, I don't think, the consistent outside shooting still that they'd like. When Xavier Johnson's on, he's a very good player, but he is still a streak shooter, and if their shots are not falling from the outside and you've taken Davis away, Indiana's in some trouble. Now, having said that, I think they're going to be fine, and I do think that Indiana, the way that they guard in particular, no. you know, you know, they're going to be able to offset that on some nights. But there are going to be nights where they're, they're just they struggle, and, and certainly at Rutgers is one of them. Hey, listen, I said this earlier, too. I mean, Purdue and Zach Eady against Minnesota was outstanding. But they're going to hit a run or two along the way. It's just inevitable. And it's going to be how you respond from that and to keep those situations in the Big Ten for both of those teams at a minimum. No doubt about that. All right, man. I appreciate you more than you know. What do you guys got coming up on the big show in the morning? Uh, tomorrow morning we'll be talking. Obviously, you know, look, the Colts discussion will continue for certain. Uh, but we're going to talk a little Purdue football and find out more about this Jeff Brom situation and what that might mean 
and then uh, we'll be taking a look back at the Pacer game as well. Yeah, later on. You going to stay up and watch it? Probably. I'm up to like one every night anyway. Yeah. You know, the other night I was watching. Uh, what the hell was I watching? Forget what I was up watching. It was really late, but a movie from 1983 came on called Blame It on Rio. Have you ever seen it? Of course. Are you kidding me? Michelle Johnson Legendary. and Demi Moore were running around on a, a Rio beach with no tops on. There was, there was frontal nudity. And it's weird. Like, I thought it was much better back when I was 13 than I guess it looked yeah, when works, I was 53. Right? That was weird. <laughs> but I'm thinking, well, how's yeah, Michael Caine hey. getting in on this? Hello, Michael Caine, what in the world's happening here? Prime Demi Moore is something else, man. She still looks good. Would you go that era, Demi Moore, or would you go 90s <clears throat> after Demi Moore? Which one do you like better? The striptease Demi Moore or the blame it on Rio Demi Moore or the about last night Demi Moore? What do you got? I like experience, man. Unlike the NFL <laughs> with my quarterback, I like experience. <laughs> I tell you what, I love about last night. I couldn't stand Elizabeth Perkins. I thought, who in the world I mean, would want to date here. this? She was such oh, just a pruned face griper. The entire time. Good Lord, I mean, man. Good thing you have a hot more, friend yeah, because right. nobody's going to be hanging around your ass. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I look at this way too deep, man. I do. All right. I'll let you go, man. Tomorrow morning, here's 7 until line. 10 a.m. Maybe more ain't got interest in us no matter what era it is. So, you know, uh, whatever. I would have tried, though, man. I would have tried. I would have failed miserably. But I, I tried so much. I tried. I, it was never with lack of effort, right? Maybe the lack of execution. I didn't have the skill set that was necessary, but, man, that didn't mean I didn't try. I got run home a couple of times, no doubt, but I tried. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Take it easy, buddy. I have to watch that tonight. You got it. Jake Query right there. Morning show, Kevin and Query. Weekday mornings here, 7 until 10 a.m. on the fan. (laughs) Blame it on Rio. Yeah, I think I had the choice between blame it on Rio Friday the 13th, part three, and the Bad News Bears in breaking training. And, of course, I went to the one where they're topless. Normally, it'd be probably Bad News Bears in breaking training. That's, that's all right with the Houston Astros. All right, quick break, and we'll come back. Hey, we're at Buffalo Wild Wings in Greenfield. Thank you so much for joining us. I got some time left before we can uh, bail out. For Colts Happy Hour with your calls at 239-1070. We've got an autographed helmet. We've got Chargers Colts tickets to give away on a blue Monday. Buffalo Wild Wings, Greenfield, 93-5107. The fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. You can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, Ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. 
The Ride with JMV. Bullish Brands hanging and banging with you until the 8 o'clock hour. Coming up, we have artists such as Living Color and the Fine Young Cannibals right now. Here's Roxette, The Look, 89.9 WROL. 93.5 and 107.5, The Fan. Hey, welcome back. The Buffalo Wild Wings location in Hancock County in Greenfield, State Road 9. Thank you for joining us. Hey, we got the Colts cheerleaders in blue here, too. You like ebony eyes. Now, is your name Laney? My daughter's name's Laney. Shout out, Laney. Now, I'm sorry, I couldn't read the other one right there. What's your name? Mika. Oh, I got you right here. I'm looking right here. We got, they got them signed. That's Mika and Laney in the house right here. Laney. That's just like my life. Although I spell, you spell yours I-E. I go E-Y, I think, right here. I didn't. I don't know if that was well thought out. But the uh, Colts cheerleaders were here, and we got Blue, the mascot, is here. We also got Cody, the listener, is here. Cody, how old are you? Ten. You're ten years old? Uh, Cody's going to figure this out here in the next minute because we've been trying to figure out for the better part of the season what's going wrong with the Colts. So, Cody, tell us all out there what's going wrong with the Colts. It's just Matt Ryan. It's Matt Ryan. What's the problem with Matt Ryan? He's too slow. Too slow? He can't roll out of the pocket at all. He can't run? No. No, he but can't. He had a 36-yard gain in the Raiders game. Just put in Nick Foles. He's way better. You want Nick Foles? Yeah. All right, here's what I want to do. I start these shows out all the time. Um, people call them diatribes. People say I should shut up because I talk too much. But no, I want to give you the floor right here. I want you to say what is wrong. Expand on what you just said about what you said about the Colts here. Just tell me what's wrong in a nutshell with the quarterback position and the team in general. Cody, go ahead. Well, it's pretty obvious that we don't really draft a lot of receivers. Yes, that's been a problem in the past, certainly. Alec Pierce is just... He's pretty good, though, isn't he? You like him? He is. Yeah. He's a, he could be a long-term number one receiver. Long-term number one receiver. I like it. And I think uh, Ballard wants to keep Jeff Saturday as the coach. You think Ballard wants to keep Jeff Saturday as the coach? Okay. Mm-hmm. And you don't? You think Matt Ryan should be benched for Nick Foles? Mm-hmm. I like it. That's 10-year-old Cody right there. I, I actually said that about Nick Foles last week. Cody, that's well thought out and well done. All right. Anything else? Anything on the Pacers? Any other team? What's your other favorite teams? I like the Hawks. You like the Atlanta Hawks? Trey Young, why? Is that why? Because of Trey Young? Why? Not all because of Trey Young. Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> Why? Why else? Uh, mostly that's a lot about Trey Young. I got you. I understand. Cody, where do you go to school around here? Maxwell Intermediate. Maxwell Intermediate. This is Cody. What's Cody's last name? Winner. Huh? Winner. Cody Winner. Great to meet you, buddy. Ten years old. That's Cody, everybody. A round of applause Cody. for Cody right here. Way to go, buddy. Well done. Did you have fun? Yeah. All right. That's Cody right here. Buffalo Wild Wings. We are in Greenfield, and we're celebrating, I guess, a Blue Monday because the celebration last night didn't come in Dallas with the Colts losing. Tell you what, quick break, and we'll come back. We'll round it out. Maybe we'll get uh, Laney and Mika over here really quick. You guys want to come over really quick? We'll do that coming up on the other side, then get you the Colts happy hour, top of the hour, 93.5107.5 The Fan. Life is full of things to manage. Your work, your family, your plans, and your treatment. Consider Kesimpta, Ofatumumab 20-milligram injection. 
you can take it yourself from the comfort of home. If you're ready for something different, ask your healthcare provider about Kesimpta and check out the details at kesimpta.com. Brought to you by Novartis Pharmaceuticals Corporation. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. and 107.5. The Fan. Blue, the mascot, can't talk. And that doesn't work on radio right here. So let's, guys, come over here really quick if you wouldn't mind. There's Mika and there's Laney right here. Kyle, how long do we have? Give me a shout here really quick. Got two minutes here, guys. All right. Mika and Laney, go ahead. Headphones on. Microphone in the talk position right there. What are you guys doing here in Greenfield, the Buffalo Wild Wings? We are here talking to Colts fans. You having are? Having fun. It looks engaging. like you're having yep. a little football throw game and everything yep. else. Absolutely. Yep. Blue's long, here. Yeah, I saw Blue here. I, I want to get him on, but he doesn't talk. I know. That's no, tough, tough on the radio right tough there. Tough to talk. He can do that, that uh, gyration that I dig and everybody digs, <laughs> but uh, yeah, he can't talk. To radio. Yeah, right there. How long are you guys going to be here? Um, we are here till 6 o'clock tonight. 6 Not o'clock. So a couple more minutes. Yeah. If you're in the area here off of State Road 9, we'd love to see you, right? Absolutely. Thank Come you. on over. Thank you guys for coming out. That's Mika. Say hello, hey, Mika. And that's Lainey. Hi, guys. Who has the same name as my daughter right yes, there. Yes, a great My lady's 12. My lady's 12. Um, so. I'm not 12. No. <laughs> Thank you, ladies. Appreciate it. Mika and Laney right yes, here until so 6 much. o'clock at the Buffalo Wild Wings in Greenfield on a blue Monday. I'm just about set to give away an autographed helmet. Also, we'll give away Chargers Colts tickets before the end of this show as well. Kyle, am I right? Are we back in studio coming up tomorrow and really for the rest of the week? Because this is a bye week, correct? Are we back in studio? Oh, I know you're back in studio tomorrow and Wednesday. I, uh, I guess it is a bye week, yeah. I I, yeah it's a bye week, so Thursday I believe... Friday. Siana, we back in studio the rest of the week, I think. This is weird. I don't think I've been in studio four consecutive days since August, right? Probably going all the way back to August, maybe even July. It has been a while. I want to thank everybody here in Greenfield. It has been an outstanding time each and every time. Thank you, ladies. We go to a Buffalo Wild Wings on a Blue Monday. Everybody is outstanding. We appreciate that. Inside the Lounge via YouTube Live, great job from you as well. Bob Kravitz of The Athletic, Jake Query, The Morning Show, Kevin and Query. The podcast, 1075thefan.com, where you can find our conversations today. More to come tomorrow. I'm going to try to get Matt Painter this week, the head coach of the Boilermakers, and Charles Arbuckle, so we can talk about the college football playoffs. We will monitor the Jeff Brom situation with that opening now, job-wise, at Louisville for sure. Shout-out to Blue, to Laney, to Mika, to the Colts for showing up. Thank you to my friends at Bud Light. It's a Blue Monday Buffalo Wild Wings in Greenfield. We'll give away some tickets and an autographed helmet and come at you with Colts Roundtable Live. That's up next, 93.5-1075. The fan, have a great night. Hey, fans, want new flooring and want it now. March is the time to buy it floors to your home. Right, Brian Kahn? It really is, JMV. 
We have the state's largest selection of new flooring in stock. And we've just received additional truckloads of new hardwood, laminate, and waterproof flooring. So we're marking everything down. Brian, I'm looking at some of your incredible deals. We always sell up to 50% off those big box stores. But for a limited time, you can get new flooring starting at just 80 cents a square foot. 80 cents a square foot? That's incredible. That's three rooms of hardwood, laminate, or waterproof starting under $350 at Floors to Your Home. And you can get it right now. We have over 1,200 styles in stock. Floors to Your Home is the place for the lowest prices anywhere in Indiana. I'm doing my whole house. Three very convenient locations. Avon, Noblesville, and Brookville Road. Who has the lowest prices on flooring? Floors to Your Home. That's who.